Amen. Amen. Glad to be in service this morning. You know, sounding like you mean Sounding cold. Are you happy to be in service this morning? You sure about that? Are you sure about that? Yes, Alright, oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. You know, sounded like you mean our Father. The name of your Son, Jesus. Receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. There is light. There is clarity. There is precision. There is no confusion. We behold you as we see ourselves in Him. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. Amen. No, you're not sounding like you mean it. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go on the word now. How faith confession works. Let's get into the word. How faith confession works. We've been on this series in the last two weeks. I think this is the third session, right? All right. How faith confession works. All right. Look at in Mark 11 verse 23. Let's go to Mark 11. Our faith confession works. Mark 11, verse 23. Our faith confession works. It says, Jesus answering them, said unto them, saying, let's start from verse 22. Now, this was the story of the fig tree. So, Jesus was having that uh, story of the fig tree, and he said, have faith in God. You know, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou moved, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So Jesus said, now this was Jesus and the fig tree story. So Jesus cursed the fig tree. And disciples saw it, and the next thing, the next day, they asked, they were like surprised that Jesus caused the fig tree, and the fig tree withered. And, this, and Jesus told them, have faith in God. Then he says, verily I say unto you, be, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed, and thou shalt not doubt in thy heart, he now says, but you shall have. Whatsoever you say, see, I have what I say. I have what I say. You know, why you guys door this morning? I have what I say. All right, say, I have what I say. So, when it comes to the things of God, the more you hear it, is the more you practice and understand it. And we, we've been on this series in the last two weeks, and we said understanding is key, it's very key. And conviction is born out of consistency in something when you have conviction about something is born out of consistency because understanding is key because when they say you know what are we studying we are trying to study how faith confession works when you use the right positive words when you use the right words how and why does it work when somebody tells you don't speak negative things don't say that statement again why does it work I'll do a recap for those of you who were not in service in the last two series. So we'll look at certain things we've studied. And we said positive words is different from faith-filled words. We said that already. And that means you've got to understand why things work. 
So Jesus tells you how it works. What moved the mountain? He says, when you speak to this mountain, and he says, be that removed, and shall not doubt in your heart, he says, you will have whatsoever you say. So confession is to say, and we studied and we said, confession is to say what you believe with your heart, with your mouth. And we said, how did someone receive salvation? Romans 10, he says, with the mouth. Uh, let's go to Romans 10. Let's so that we can, be sh- we, can, we can see it properly. Romans 10. Romans 10. Let's start from verse 8. Romans 10, verse 8. Romans 10, verse 8. It says, But what seeth thee, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. It now says, If thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So that shows the first step of salvation is that you believe in your heart first. So you believe in your heart, and it now says, look at what it says. It says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. So you believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth. So believing in your heart is key. So you don't just say, oh, I'm going to be prosperous, and you don't believe it in your heart. Are you, are you seeing the difference? Because the first step, if you believe the gospel today, let's say you preach to somebody today, and the first thing is that the person will first believe what you said. So that means, if I say Jesus is Lord, Jesus died for your sins, right? So you will believe what I said. So when I say Jesus died for my sins, I believe that. So what makes me born again? The fact that I already believed it makes me born again. So my affirmation is just with my words. Are you getting what I'm saying? The affirmation just comes with your words. You say, oh, say after me. So we do all those rituals. Say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, all of those things. But you already believed. It's not that time you said, say after me that you believed. No. You already believed the very minute the message convinced your heart. Hallelujah. That was the way you got saved. That extra thing you did was just an affirmation. Hallelujah. So, now, we said, how does faith confession works? Understanding is key, first of all. So, you must understand that I first have to believe in my heart what I am saying. So, that means if I say, I'm prosperous, I will never be stranded, all things are working together for my good, do I believe what I'm saying? So, is this one is different from, don't say negative words. You know, some people believe their negativity. And that is why their life, are, their life is the way it is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so you first have to believe in your Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. Let me show you another one. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. I want us to go there together, so we'll read it together. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. I expect that you are in church with your Bibles. When you come to church, you come to church with your Bibles. Or else you'll be a candidate for deceit. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. It says, are you there? I'll wait for you, everybody. Everybody, are we there? 2 Corinthians 4 13. All right, let's go. One, two, ready, go. The same faith, same spirit of faith, according. So it says, 
I believe and what happens? And therefore I have spoken. So are you seeing that there is a believing first? I wonder if you are getting, if you understand me to this point, let me see your hands. All right. So there is a believing first. It says, I believe and therefore I have spoken. So that shows that the believer needs to believe what he is saying. So how does faith confession work? He first has to believe what he is saying. So these things are not magical. He says, I believe and therefore I have spoken. So that means with the heart, the man believes it. Right? That's why there's a lot of meditation. What does even meditation mean? Meditation means to ponder over something. It's from the Hebrew word agar. That is, you roll out the words. You mutter those words out. So confession is when you address a situation and you get something done. Look at in Matthew 21 verse 21. Matthew 21, 21. Matthew 21 verse 21. Matthew 21, verse 21. It's just another story, Matthew's, um, Matthew's account of the fig tree story. Look at Matthew 21, verse 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Matthew 21, verse 21. It says, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do these things which is done to the fig tree, but also ye shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and it shall be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done. Then you see the next thing he asks. The next thing he says in verse 22, look at it very clearly. It says, In all things. Whatsoever he has in, pr in prayer, believing you shall receive. Are you seeing it? So that shows that many of us, look at me guys. Many of you go into prayer and the thing you do in prayer is when you finish praying, that's when you start expecting that you will receive your answer. Uh -uh. When you pray, in that prayer you received your answer. Except you don't believe that you are praying. It says in 1 John 5, 14, it says this is the confidence we have in him. That when we ask us anything in his name, he heareth us. So that means the very minute I set myself to pray, God is already hearing my answer. So by the time I'm saying the ritual, ritual of in Jesus' name I pray, and my answer is granted. Are you following me this morning? But you first have to believe that what I am doing I am going to get my answer. Hallelujah. So, if I believe, it says, if you believe, you will speak to this mountain. So, just like I believe the gospel, I speak unto salvation. So, how does it work? Remember, we studied the parable of the sower in Matthew 13. Look at, go to Matthew 13. We said, understanding is key. Understanding is key. Matthew 13, let's start from verse 18. Or let's start from verse 19. It says, when anyone heareth the word, Matthew, Matthew 13 verse 19, I'll wait for you, Matthew 13 verse 19, I want you to see it. Matthew 13 verse 19, it says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, it says, then cometh the wicked one and casheth it, it away, that which was sown in his heart. So that shows, when you come to service like this, what are you watching for? Your understanding. Your understanding is key when it comes to spiritual things. You can't afford to be confused. Okay, you know, and that's why you ask questions. 
for clarity. Because if somebody asks you, why do we pray? Can you answer that question as a Christian? You know, that's why if you can't answer that simple, basic question as a Christian, you can't have a solid Christian life. Okay, as simple as, why did you come to church this Sunday? You know, those are questions you have to ask yourself. And these questions are things you need to understand. If not, you will see believers who flaunt to it and don't come to church every Sunday because they don't know why coming to, what coming to church does. Understanding is key. Okay, why do I study my Bible every day? You've got to understand because it says, if you hear the word and you understand it not, what happens? The wicked one comments. Who is the wicked one? The devil. He comments and takes the little one you know away. So you are left with nothing. So as simple as it is, understanding is very key. That is why you see in Acts 8 verse 30, this guy was reading, the Ethiopian eunuch man was reading something. And Philip asked him a question. He said, understand it, what thou readest? Look at it in Acts 8, at 8 verse 30. At 8 verse 30. And Philip ran to him, Peter, and heard him saying, and read Isaiah, says, understand it, what thou readest. That is, do you understand what I'm saying? What you are reading in this place? So understanding is all important. That is why you see most of Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1 says that the highest of your understanding is enlightened, that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory in the earth house of the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who, who believe according to the working of his power. You know, in Colossians 1, the same thing, that you are filled with all wisdom and understanding. Philippians 1, the same thing, all of his prayer, Philemon 1 verse 6, it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So most of Paul's prayer is about understanding. Okay, why did we pray this morning before service? So that you can understand what I'm saying now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Understanding is key. Because if you don't understand what you are doing, you won't understand how things work. So when we say, how does faith confession work? <laughs> You've got to understand. And many of us overestimate the devil too. Because we say, some people think the devil is everywhere. The devil can't be everywhere. He's in one place at a time. He's not omnipotent or omnipotence. <laughs> He's at one place at one time. So people say, don't talk, oh, don't say too much. Because I don't know, I don't want you to say so that the devil will hear what you are saying. I've heard Christians talk that way. Don't talk too loud so that the devil will not hear what you are saying. I've heard Christians talk that way. No, <laughs> that's false. The devil is not everywhere. Hallelujah. So you got to understand. Tell your neighbor, say, understanding is very important. Oh, wow. Do we have Christians in the house this morning? All right. So how does faith confession work? So if two believers are talking, Satan is not there because who lives in the believer is Lord, is our God and Father of our Lord Jesus. The Spirit of God lives in the heart of believers. So I believe that the Spirit of God is in the heart of everybody here. So I'm not, the devil doesn't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't overestimate the devil. I, I just have a feeling that somebody, some of you are scared about it. I just, devil, devil, no. There's no fear anywhere. Hallelujah. No fear here. 
Amen. So why does faith confession work? Hebrews 8, 18, verse 21. Let's get right in. Hebrews 18. So you, are going, so you see that understanding is key, right? So why are you going to speak positive words or faith-filled? Let me, don't let me use positive words. Let's use faith-filled words. Why are you going to speak faith-filled words? Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says, death. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Uh-huh. In supernatural community church, you have to open your Bible. Open your Bible. Proverbs 18.21. It says, That and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So that shows your words, forms, sets the boundaries of your life. Your words set the boundaries of your life. The moment you said you can't, you couldn't. The moment you said you were a failure, yes, you became a failure. The moment you said, oh, things are not working well for me, that's when it started, that's when things became, started not working well for you. Your word sets the boundaries of your life. Let me tell you, every one of you seated here, you are a product of the things you have said or you have not said. You are a product of the words you have spoken over your life or what you have not said at all. The very minute you said you couldn't, that's the time you couldn't. The very minute you said, oh, I'm having a bad day. Well, it just increased. Are you getting what I'm saying? So your words set the boundaries for your life. Faith and unbelief are expressed in words. We looked at the numbers narrative. The guys in Kadesh Barnea, the Mormons, they sent them to spy in Numbers 13. They told, they came back and said, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And what happened? They said, we couldn't do it. But Joshua and Caleb said, we are well able. He says, they said, we are well able to overcome the land and to possess it. And they did. But the others who said, they, will go, they are going to die in the wilderness, they died. He says, as Moses even brought us out so that we, they, they, our carcasses will be eaten up. And yes, they died. The Bible says they perished in the wilderness. Because the very minute you use your words to say, I can't, I can't. See, let me tell you, in Genesis 1, or in, the, in Genesis 3, 2, 3, Jesus, the Lord God brought to Adam animals, things he would name things. And the Bible says, whatsoever he called it, so it is. To be honest with you, Adam didn't call People give the name Lion Lion. No, it's a myth. It's scientists and all the people that gave it Adam. It was only showing you the description of a man. That means man is in the function of naming things and whatsoever a man gives his words to. So it is. So the very minute you started speaking negative things, oh, I'm a sanguine, oh, I'm a choleric, your life will never become better. Oh, I'm such a wretched sinner. That's why you have never lived right. So we say, oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I'm, my, my sin, oh, how about saying in Roman, like in Romans 6, sin shall no longer have dominion over me. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, it says, he who knew no sin became sin so that we might be called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How about saying I am the righteousness of God in Christ? Sin has no dominion over me. Addiction has no dominion over me. How about that? 
The very minute you said, I am struggling, yes, you, you started struggling. Because your words forms the boundaries of your life. Your words forms the boundaries of your life. So it's a law. You will rise or fall to the level of your confession. You rise and fall to the level of your confession. So we said, number one, how does, we looked at this in, in, in earlier weeks, we said, number one, how does faith confession work? Because it's a law. It forms the boundaries of your life. Your words. The very minute you start speaking negatively, you say, ah, things are really tough. Things are really tough. Well, <laughs> that's it. It started becoming tough. Maybe you say, ah, I don't know what to do. You became confused. You say, imagine some believers, the only thing they keep saying every time, I'm just confused. I just don't know what to do. That's why you never make the right decisions. That is exactly why you never make the right decisions. How about saying, I have the light of life. He says, he that followed me will not walk in darkness, but he has the light of life. He says in Romans 8, he says, as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are called the sons of God. So I am always led. I make the right decisions. I am never confused. How about saying that all the time? You know, how about saying that all the time? The very minute you said to yourself, I could not know what to do. I'm just confused. I'm just struggling with this depression. I'm just, that was it. That was it. Because see, let me tell you, you rise and fall at the level of your confession. That is why even in the natural, you've heard celebrities or anything, they'll just tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to sell out that stadium. I'm going to do it. It's not as if they're saying anything. They're just speaking words. And it's just a law. Because he said to Adam, whatsoever you call it, so it is. So there's something with the life of a man that he names things with his words. Hallelujah. He names things with his words. He gives things direction with his word. So that's why when they were, when they were surprised, the disciples were surprised that Jesus said to that fig tree, don't, and they were, Jesus said, ah, uh -uh, have faith in God. And he pointed historically to Mount Olive and he said, if you say to this same mountain, be that removed and you do not doubt in your heart, he says you will have whatsoever you say. Hallelujah. Because your words are law. So watch what you are saying. Hallelujah. Why does faith confession work? Because it's a law. Number one, is a law. Hallelujah. It's a law. The very minute you say, ah, I'm struggling with that sickness. I'm struggling with that You will never be healed. <laughs> you will never be high about saying the power of God is working in my body, affecting the healing and the cure. Sickness has no hold on me. The power of God works in my body, works in my bones, works in my liver. I am stronger and 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 stronger every day. Weakness has no hold on me. I don't know about you, you know, this type of service, you use your words and start speaking too. Just speak to your life. Hallelujah. I heard Kenneth Copeland yesterday say, when he started growing white ears, and he said, ah, I'm not yet ready for that. He said, no. He started speaking to the ear and said, no, you hear, you turn back black. You turn back black. He said, now I'm 87 and there's no gray hair. He said, check it. He said, I spoke to it and it responded. Because we have the right to speak to things. That was why, if you listen to some of our sermons I taught you on healing, Jesus will ask them a question. What do you believe? He says, according to your belief. According to your faith. 
Say, Master, heal me. He said, what do you want me to do? Imagine a two blind men coming to ask Jesus, what do you want me to do? Can't Jesus see that they are blind? But Jesus will ask them, what do you want me to do? They say, please, heal me. And they say, well, so be it according to your faith. The woman with the issue of blood, she said, the Bible says she said, if I but touch the hem of the garment, I shall be made do, she said. So that means, you know, she, she has suffered many things of the physician for 12 years. So that means she kept saying, and when I see this Jesus, I will touch his garment and I will be healed. I will touch his garment, I will be healed. You know, the Bible says in that Mark 5, many people thronged him because he was on his way to Jairus' house. Many people thronged him, they were touching him, but they didn't receive power. They didn't receive anything. But that woman just said, I will touch the hem. Now tell me, what's so spectacular about the hem of the garment? What was so spectacular? But let me tell you, that was where she placed her faith for. And she used her words. You see, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So she kept saying it. She kept saying it. And her words came to pass. Hallelujah. Her words came to pass. So why does faith confession work? Number one is a law. You will rise, you will not rise, you will rise and fall at the level of your confession. The reason you are where you are today is because of what you are saying. See, if you want to change your status, if you want to change where you are today, start speaking the right thing. If you don't like where you are now and you want a better position by this time next year, well, start calling it for. It says, Abraham called things that be not. It says, he staggered not at the promise of God, considered not his body deadened. It says, calling things that be not as though they were. Does it make sense that a hundred years old man and a 75 years old woman will give birth to a child? It doesn't make sense naturally. But he used his word. He says, he staggered not at his promise of God. He says, calling things forth that be not as though they were. He used his words. Because see, in life, I told you in Genesis, one function of a man is to call things is to name things, is to use his words. Even women, Adam called it a woman. So that means if Adam had seen Eve and said, you are a goat, that is what she would have been. <laughs> Hallelujah. But thank God, is you women are not goats. I'm just, um, I'm not misogynistical. This is American, you have to be very, very careful of everything. I went to that church and the pastor was very misogynistic. No! <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. No, sound like you mean it. Yes, sir. All right. So that's number one. Number two, we said this last week. It sets the answers of your prayers before you. It sets your answers before you. So that means it receives answers in the place of prayer. Some people believe when they pray, they will wait on God to know what to do. See, no. When you actually pray, look at first five, first John. 514. I want you to see it yourself. You know, that's why you brought your Bible, so that you can go home and check it again. 1 John 514. 1 John 514. 1 John 514. 1 John 514. Are you learning something this morning? 1 John 514. Are you there? 1 John 514. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. He says, if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Hallelujah. He says, he heareth us. He says, if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Look at in verse 15. If we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. Look at that. No, so let, let's do it. Let's do, come. Let's do a practical. If I ask her and say, okay, 
send me $50 to, tomorrow. Did she hear me? Right? Did she hear me? She heard me, right? So that means my answer has been gotten. What would she say? Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. That was the same word, yo. <laughs> that means I've gotten my answer already by her talking to her, right? But you know what? Thank you. Do you know what believers do? When we ask for that thing, we'll be expected after our prayer. That's when our answer will come. Mm -mm. We already received the answer that day we pray. How about saying, if I were you, how about saying, September 17th, I prayed and I believe that this is so. And you know what you start doing? You just start saying, after, after today, you just say, I remember I prayed September 17, 2023, at about 11.14, that I believe and I received this, and it is so. How about that as a prayer, as a continuous prayer? I don't know if you're understanding me to this point. How about that as a... Because you already received your answer that day. If you can just switch your mind to have that confidence... And have that understanding that when I speak to God, when I go to God in prayer, He hears me. So I will say, ah, September 14, I ask the name of the Lord for this. And I know He has given me this. And I just trust Him for it. And you know, you just pray in tongues. You just pray in tongues and all of those things. But you know you received your answer that day. Hallelujah. You just say, well, September 14, I just believe and I receive this answer. It's done for me. It's granted and it's granted. So maybe in September 20, you haven't seen your answer. You say, well, like I said in September 14, and I've asked the name of the Lord, that he will do this and he will do that. And I believe and I receive my answers are done. Hallelujah. How about that for a Christian? It says, it's, when, what does faith confession do? But you know, when we, say, when we pray for money, the next call that always comes, Alpha, send me money. I don't have a, I don't have. But you just, then you don't believe your prayer. I about say, well, I don't have now. But I believe and I receive because I'm afraid. He sets your answers. Mark 11 verse 23, the same thing. So when, not every prayer is said in faith. So you have to believe in faith. He says, the prayer of the faith in James 5 14 shall save the sick. It says the prayer of faith. So the prayer of faith is to believe you receive. So I don't believe later. I don't pray to believe later. Are you getting what I'm saying? I, I don't pray to believe later. That is why it says in James 1 verse 5, it says, look at in James 1 verse 5. Am I too fast? I don't think so. James 1 verse 5. It says, if any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraided not. And as he says, I shall be given him. Look at what it says in verse 6. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth, what did he say? He says it's like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and is tossed. And as he says, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. Look at the issue there. Is the issue with the giver? The issue can't be with the giver because it's the receiver that is being double-minded. He already says in James 1 verse 5, he says, let him ask liberally. Liberally and upbraided not. Upbraided not means he findeth no fault. God is not a God that when you ask him something, he will tell you, because of what you did yesterday, I'm not answering your prayer. That's not God. <laughs> That's not God though. Because of what he findeth no fault. 
So, he now says, but let him ask him if it nothing wavering. He says, but he that wavered is like the wave of the sea and is driven tossed to and fro. That says, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. Why? Because he doesn't believe. Or because he doesn't know how to use his words rightly. He said, Lord, I ask you for direction. You know, there's a Sunday service feeling, and I'll always say it. After service like this, you are just sanctimonious, you are just holy, you are feeling wow. Even as I'm talking to you now, you are feeling wow. Oh, but when the wind blows you after service, the reality will dawn your faith. You just forget that how faith confession is. This one is not faith confession work. This one. This is not very conventional world. Let's face the reality. Let's face the fact. Ah, bro. Sis, no. Let's face the fact. Let's just face it. This is not happening. No. He says, he that wavered and is toast. He says, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. So in the place of prayer, I am to receive. So I leave the room of prayer expecting. So when I leave the room of prayer expecting it to receive later, I prayed in doubt. I'll say it again. When I leave the room of prayer expecting to receive later, I prayed in doubt. I'll say it again. When I leave the room of prayer expecting that, ah, my answer will be later, I received it. I prayed in doubt. He says, when I go and pray, he hears me. So that means my answer was gotten the very moment I prayed. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be received. It says, ask and it shall be given unto you, right? Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. So that means the very minute I asked, I received. So the very minute I think I will receive later, I prayed in doubt. And he now said, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. There's a series I'll teach you next year. Unraveling the, probably next year, maybe in the next two years, unraveling the meat of unanswered prayers. Because so, is there, we, we, have to answer, we have to answer a question. Is there something called unanswered prayers? I will study it practically from God's word. So when I pray in faith, I believe I have received and I have. So I don't pray to, I don't pray to now believe later. Mm-mm. And remember I told us in the course of this series, when you are using your faith, faith is not for God. Mm-mm. Faith is for the situation. Faith works with us. So I don't receive after I have prayed because I receive in prayer. So how does faith confession work? Number two, it keeps the answer of my prayers before me. It keeps the answer of my prayers before me. So when I believe that I have received, I have. So you see, something, some things happen to us by circumstance. But you see, faith is definite. You have to believe that you've received. It's just like health. It's just like for your health. Let's say you are sick and you are trusting God for healing and all of those things. You know, you can listen to someone how to receive from God. Because a lot of people don't know how to receive. Some people don't even know how to we have another teaching how to minister and receive healing. You should, you, should receive, you should listen to that. So it keeps the answer of your prayers before you. So like I told you, I told you in the course of this series, you don't have a faith problem because a believer is born of faith. In fact, it is by faith you are saved. 
So you don't have a faith problem. You are not trying to say, ah, let me work on my faith. Oh, no, let me increase my faith. There's nothing like that. You can only feed on God's word to boost the level of confidence you have in the God's word and in the faith you, of God you have. But it's not as if you lost a faith before. You are not trying to work on your faith. Mm-mm. You are born of faith. So you are born again with faith. In fact, even those in the four gospels who received healing, they were, they, they were not believers. They just applied the simple law of speaking God's word. The Syrophoenician woman wasn't saved because Jesus hasn't paid for the cross for, for this for sins yet. Those two blind men weren't saved. Why? But they applied the laws of faith. The woman with the issue of blood wasn't saved. But she said, if I touch his garment, I'll be made whole. Because he sets your answers before you. So you can believe you have received and you shall have. So he sets your answers before you. So we've said you can listen to, we, we just try to do a recap. Now let's get to where, where I want to go this morning. And this won't take me long. Number three, how faith confession works. It sets the angels of God's word to work. It sets the angels of God to work. It sets the angels of God to work. See, that's where I'm going this morning. How faith confession works. It sets angels of God to work. Jesus needed angels. Paul needed angels. Moses needed angels. You obviously do need angels. Angels are part of our inheritance in Christ. Look at in Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 22. I have a series. I thought earlier this year, New Testament ministry of angels. You should lay your hands on it. Look at in Hebrews 12, verse 22. Hebrews 12, verse 22. It says, But ye have come unto the mount, Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable company of angels. It says, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, to God, it now says, to the church of God, and it now says, the judge of all, and the spirit of just men made perfect. Look at what he said. So, angels are part of our inheritance in Christ. He said, to the general, he says, you have come to Mount Zion. Unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the innumerable company of angels. So that shows, as believers, we are in Zion. Say, I'm in Zion. Zion. Not sounding like you mean it. You have come to a city, the place of innumerable company of angels, that is countless beings of angels. And angels are part of our inheritance in Christ. Look at, who are angels? Angels are not those things you have watched on movie that have wings, that have, uh, what other descriptions have they used to describe them? Uh, eh? Eh? They wear white. They tall. They are always flying. So a lot of people even give them names. Angel Barbara, Angel Yure, Angel different things. <laughs> different things. So we have those misconceptions because we have watched so many movies. Uh-uh. 
Look at the descriptions of angels. Look at in Hebrews 1. And like I said, please, listen to New Testament ministry of angels. It will enlighten your study. It says, and of his angels, who make it is. It says, and of his angels is said, who make it his angels spirit, and his ministers a flame of fire. It says, he make it them spirit, and his ministers a flame of fire. So angels are ministers. Ministers in the Greek is diakonia. It means they are servants. They are created to serve you. They are sent forth to minister to you. That's their responsibility. But you know, a lot of people in our today's world are worshipping angels. Such a, such a deluge. They are so ignorant. How would you worship your servant? Some people so revere their angels. They even, they even have a special corner in their churches where they say an angel is seated. Your servant? Peter said they desire to look into salvation. So that means they are learning from you. You know, so we have, we've been so ignorant that we don't even know what angels do. Angels are your servant. Look at in verse 14 of that Hebrews 1. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to what? Let's read this together. Verse 14, Hebrews 1. Are they not all ministering spirits what? Sent forth to, to minister to them who shall be what? Heirs of salvation. So who are they sent to minister to? You. You have received salvation. The inheritance of salvation. So angels are your servants. Say angels are my servant. Angels. So they are your servants. How does faith confession work? It sets angels of God to work. They are sent forth to minister to you. In Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Verse 53. Matthew 26 verse 53. Look at what Jesus said. Matthew 26, verse 53. I want you to go there. Matthew 26, verse 53. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my fathers, and he shall presently give me what? More than 12 what? Legions of angels. He says, he will pray to the Father, and God will give him what? Legions of angels. Why? Because that's their responsibility. To minister to you. So the minister protection, the minister direction, the minister provision and help. They help you. They assist you. Angels of God assist you. That's why you see that some people, they'll say, hey, I narrowly escaped that accident. It was an angel. The minister protection. Does God protect people? Yes, but that's the work of angels. In closer Bible study, that's their responsibility. God has given them that responsibility to do. In Psalm 91, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So you were prevented from that fall. That's the work, the ministry of an angel. You were traveling, you slept off, your car just swept. Over an accident, you just thought it was, it was just, hey, you, you, just, you thought it was your driving poets that know how to, no, that's an angel working for you. 
they minister to you. They assist you. They help you. They minister direction. They minister provision to you. I've, I had a friend who was stranded at some point and somebody, and they can take a shape of anybody. They can take a shape of human beings. If, I'm sure if you have been a Christian for a while, you will have heard stories. And this, my friend, was stranded. I think she, she was coming from work or something. She was just stranded in that place. And somebody just came and asked her, um, where are you going? The person said, I'm trying to get to this place. The person said, I'll walk you. And that person walked her through the bush path and through that scary place and came out. And immediately she came out, she looked back, she couldn't find the person again. They minister direction. They minister help. They minister provision. So they help you, they assist you. But how did they walk? They can give direction. They can appear like women, as, as, as humans, sorry. They can appear like, they, have, they can appear in a form you know. In a recognizable form. They can. I've had several, several encounters. I remember there was a day, I was traveling. Then I used to live in Indiana, and I was going to Chicago. And I don't, it was just it's a three hours drive. I don't usually stop. It's just three hours go and come. And I remember as I, I just had this nudging to stop at a rest area. And I met a man. And he believed the gospel. I saw the Bible and I was like, okay, are you a Christian? So he was one of the caretakers of, of the rest area. And I said, saw the Bible. I said, okay, nice. And he said, you know, I believe the And we just started talking. And I said, you know, I believe the ministry of angels. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I've, I've seen a lot of angels. The angels have come to me in several forms. And I said, but I have one problem. And I've been trusting God to send an angel to me. I said, what's the problem? He said, I'm just struggling with um, this addiction. I think, you, I think he's struggling to stop smoking or something. I, I can't remember the, the, that, that thing. I say, he, was showing, he, say, he knows that if God sends him an angel to pray for him, it will be broken. He now said, said, and I know he will come as a preacher. I know the person will come as a preacher, this and that. I said, ah. I said, well, I'm a preacher. I said, maybe this is why I stopped. He said, okay, why did you come to the rest? I said, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Because I just had this serious nothing to just stop. And I prayed for him. As soon as I prayed for him, you could literally see that there was a change. And he was like, thank you, thank you. And as I left the place, the Spirit of God told me, don't enter that place again. Because that's what he believes. He doesn't believe that somebody comes and keeps seeing the person. I have not seen him again. I don't even have his contact. That's how angels walk. They take a form of human. They assist you. They assist you. But many of us don't know how to use the ministry of angels. I beg you. I, I will really beg you. After this session, after this service, go and pick a series we did this year, New Testament Ministry of Angels. It will open up the studies to you. Because I'm teaching how faith confession work, not how angels work. <laughs> Please. Amen. So, how do they walk? Angels wait on your instructions. Psalm 103 verse 20. Psalm 103 verse 20. Let's go there. I want you to see it yourself. 
Psalm 103, verse 20. Because these are your servants. They were created for you. That's why some people say, I'm worshiping an angel. What's that? No, I, I actually know. I've seen some people. They call themselves, today is the Lord of, today is the day of our holy Sherub. I don't know if I've heard, I I've heard some, some crazy people like that. See, today, maybe like this Sunday now, maybe they say September 17, we are, we are celebrating like Angel Michael. What's that? These guys are your servants. They've always been. <laughs> They've always been. Imagine worshiping your servants. The best description I give for this is the description of the White House. So imagine you are the president of the United States of America now, and you don't know the kind of rights and privileges you have. Imagine you are the president of the United States of America, and you are still going to the kitchen to cook, except it's not luxury. Except you are not trying to have fun. Your breakfast should be ready before you come out of your room. That's because it's your right and privilege. Just as a phone call, you have things, you, people are there. That's, the, that's indirectly the function of an angel. They respond to you. They don't worship you. You don't worship them. But we now live in a world where people now mystify things because a lot of people like supernatural, spectacular things. I believe in the supernatural. In fact, this is Supernatural Community Church. <laughs> I believe in the supernatural. I believe in healing. I believe in visions, revelations. I believe in the move of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. But you must, it must be according to God's word. I believe in tongues. I believe in prophecy. I believe in, I believe in the nagis of the spirit. Hallelujah. We've seen them work. We'll see it again and again. But it must not be outside God's word. Psalm 103 verse 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, and hearken to the voice of the word. They hearken to the voice of his word. So they minister, they wait on you. And I'm coming to that soon. So the voice on your lips, the voice of God on your lips, the word of God on your lips is the effectiveness of angels. The God's word on your lips is the effectiveness of angels. The very minute you start speaking God's word, they will respond. They will Say, help comes my way. Direction comes my way. I'm never stranded. I can never be confused. They start walking. You are putting them, that's, that's how they respond. They respond to the voice of his word. They respond. They wait on you. Let me tell you. Angels are waiting for you to give them instructions. They are not going to move until you move. They are not going to do anything until you tell them to. Jesus said, don't you think I can call legions of angels now to do the work? They will stay static till they are being called upon. And I told you in that series that I thought you angels are not as intelligent as you think. But they've been given a responsibility to act on the word. 
So your confession gives God's word, gives God's word an effectiveness for angels. Just like in Acts 16, Paul and Silas, the Bible says they prayed, they sang praises, in Acts, and the Holy Ghost came down. The Holy Ghost was always in them. He was an angel. That's an angel that broke the door open for them. Acts 12. He says, prayer was made without ceasing of the church for Peter. And what happened? The angel of the Lord went into the prison and woke Peter up. But they prayed. They called. Peter was expectant. They called. They prayed. They gave direction to what the angel would do. So the angel of the Lord went into Peter's room and woke him up. Hey, come out of this place. That's their responsibility. Let me show you so that you don't think I'm just speaking anything. Go to Acts 12. I want you to see Acts 12 so that you can read it yourself. Acts 12. Acts 12. Look at it in verse 5. Are you there? Acts 12, verse 5. It says, Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when the Lord brought, would have brought him forth that same night, Peter was sleeping with two soldiers bound with chains, and the keeper before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. And the light shined in the prison and smote Peter at the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And the chains fell off from his hands. Look, look at some, someone who was bound, soldiers guarding around him. How do you think that's going to happen? How do you think he was going to be released from that place? It takes a supernatural orchestration. And that's the work of an angel. But if prayers wasn't prayed for, for Peter, he would be dead. Because he in verse 1, they already killed James. They didn't pray. So they've learned their lesson. They knew, oh, ah, we're not going to make the same mistake again. Because that's the responsibilities of angels. Look at in Acts 27. Acts 27. Acts 27. Acts 27, verse 24. Or let's start from verse 23. It says, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, for thou must be brought to us, and God has given thee all them that sail with thee. It says, Fear not, the angel of the Lord stood with him. Because the ship was about to capsize all of those. He said, Don't worry, the angel of the Lord has, has taken care of this. So angels give, so they wait on you. They wait on the word of God on your lips. So how does faith confession work? The word of God on your lips is how they act. They respond to the word of God on your lips. At the temptation of Jesus, you see Jesus kept using the word. And the next thing they did, after the devil left Jesus, it says the angel of the Lord came and ministered to him. So they act on God's word. They don't act on your feelings. Angels don't act on crying. A lot of believers do more exclamations than speaking the word. Yay! Angels don't react to those things. 
The more you say yay, the more the yay will happen. There is no solution with yay. It's finished, though. Then it's finished. You start crying. You start crying. Angels don't react to sympathy. <laughs> you just cry. You just start shouting. Oh, wow. Ah, 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 wow. That's not what they react to. They react to the word of God on your lips. Tell your neighbor, say, they react to the word, react to the word of, God of God on your lips. So faith gives voice to the word of God. Angels will act on it. So when you see protection, divine protection, supernatural protection, those are the works of angels. That's why you see, read in 2 Kings, verse, 2 Kings 6, 15 to 17. 2 Kings 6, 15 to 17, Elisha's story. When Gehazi went around, when the Syrian soldiers came and wanted to, and Gehazi was like, ah, we are finished, oh master. He said, calm down. Open his eyes that he will see that those that are with us are more than those against us. Hallelujah. Because we are surrounded with chariots of fire. We are surrounded with innumerable company of angels. Nothing can by any means of us. That's why that Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, a believer is already there. Because he is saved. He says, Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will say of the Lord, is his refuge and his fortress. My God, in whom will I trust? He says he will deliver you from the noisome pestilence. He says, he says he will deliver you from it. He says he will now give his angels charge over you to keep you in all his, all, all his ways. So when you are talking about protection, we are talking about direction, we are talking about assistance, they do the work for you. But it is God's word on your lips they react to. So fear is contrary to their operation. That is why the very first thing they say in scripture when they appear to anyone is fear not. Because fear paralyzes their ministry. That's why it seems there is so much. I heard someone say there's about 365 fear not because you need one fear not for one day. Fear is a major problem for the work of the spirit. He says he has not given up the spirit again to fear. But a spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 So you must understand that fear paralyzes their ministry. In that Acts 27 verse 24 we read, it says, the angel of the Lord stood with me, whose I am and whose I am. It now says, that fear not. Even when they appear to Luke, to in Luke 1, when they appear to Mary, the first thing they say is fear not. Why? Because it seems as though the very first thing Everybody wants to do is to be scared. No, don't be. They are your servants. They are your servants. Fear is contrary to faith. So every time you confess God's word, you put God's word on your lips, angels minister for us. Angels minister for us. Angels minister for us. So faith give voice to the word of God and angels act on it. Faith give voice to the word and angels will act on the word. So, we can't be in evil. We can't be in fear. Sorry. We can't be in fear and be in faith at the same time. No, we can't. Just like you can't look up and down at the same time, right? Can you do it? You are looking up, you are looking down at the same time. It's not possible, right? You can't be in fear and faith at the same time. You've got to choose one. So angels minister for us. So it's either you are in fear or you are in faith. 
It's either you are in fear or you are in faith. And let me tell you, many times when you are in fear and you speak God's word in fear, in doubt, in anxiety, who is responding? Demons. That's why it seems like anytime you say a bad thing, it comes to pass. It's not God, it's demons. You spoke in fear. You spoke in doubt. You spoke in that anxiety. Demons respond to that too. Because we are in a world of we are in a supernatural world. There is laws of life. If any minute you just got see, let me tell you, do you know you can cause sickness to yourself? How many of you know? How many of you have told yourself, I'm sick, I'm sick, and you became sick? That's the operations of demons. Because let me tell you, you call the thing they like. But God will not go contrary to his word. So angels will act on his word. So how does faith confession work? Why would you speak positive things? Let me use the word positive or faith-filled words over your life, over your business, over your family, over your career, over everything that happens to you, your ministry, because angels act on it. Angels respond to those words. I remember when I was in high school years ago, I just recently got born again then. And I just, I heard something like this. And I said, I'm going to practicalize it. Then I used to think um, transport, we'll trek, we will not, we'll, it's not in this country anyway, we'll trek, we'll take um, public transport, all of this. And I told myself, this one week, I want to see the ministry of angels work for me. So I'm not going to spend my transport for I just told myself, Lord, help comes my way. Help comes my way. Help comes my way. For one week, help really came from unexpected sources. And I've done it over the years. Anytime, I, I, I remember I shared the story with you guys some, so last month. I was in Colorado and I, and I went for a meeting. And I just had $99 with no hotel. And I was to be there for one week. What did I do? I just kept speaking God's word. Help comes my way. I will never be stranded. Somebody paid for everything. Everything. Why? I will never be stranded. I tell myself that I'm upward bound with the Lord. I will never be stranded. I have no confusion in me. I have clarity. I walk in the light of life always. Because the word of God is working in me. Sin has no dominion over me. You see, you have to speak, you have to learn to speak God's word. Speak God's word over your life over your family, over your career. I about saying, instead of saying, hey, I'm just struggling with that class. I about saying I'm successful. My mental capacities is receptive to assimilate better. My mental capacities is receptive to assimilate better. How about saying things like that? You're a student, you're struggling with the class, you just say, ah, that class is so hard. It's so hard. It's so tough. Instead, why not switch it and say, wow, my mental capacities is, is receptive. To assimilate better. I can read and I can assimilate and I can understand. This is not hard for me. I can break through with this. You know, how about changing the course of your words? Because see, as demons respond to words, angels do. When you start speaking negative things and say, I'm a failure. I'm, a suck, I'm, I'm just terrible. I'm just a sinner, a wretched sinner. That addition, I'm going to die with it. I don't know how to come with it. That's how demons start working. And it seems like it is very fast. How do you understand? I don't know what I'm it's like it's very fast. As you just say the negativity, or you are thinking the negativity, they are responding on time. No, you switch it. Hallelujah. That's why people have remained in the same place they have been. 
because they don't understand that their words, remember what I said, your words set the boundaries of your life. It does. Angels, it says they are to the voice of the Lord. They are to the voice of his word. Jesus needed the ministry of angels. Moses needed the ministry of angels. Elijah needed the ministry of angels. Even in the four gospels, they needed the ministry of angels. In the book of Acts, believers, we saw Peter, we saw the two church, they needed the ministry of angels. What about you? Have you seen the ministry of angels work in your life before? If no, you have not been using the words. You have not been putting God's word on your lips. You've been very negative about your life. Because it should be a normal thing. Protection, direction, provision should be normal. You shouldn't get to a point where you are stranded. No, you shouldn't. It is not normal for a believer to be that way. It's not normal for a believer to be 100%, 100% broke. I said something. He put God's word on your lips and something. I said, if all you have to do in life is all you get from paycheck to paycheck, then where is the place of the ministry of angels? Where is the place of supernatural provision? And you are a Christian. If all you do, all the kind of finances you have, is just from the paycheck I got, from the paycheck I got, from the paycheck I got, there is nothing that came supernaturally. Bro, you've got to start speaking God's word over your life. Hallelujah. You've got to start speaking God's word over your life. Fear has never worked the power of God. It has never. It has never. I'm up or bound with the word. I'm up or bound with the word. You know, how about saying it? I'll triumph all the time. I'll triumph all the time. I'm always victorious. I'm always successful. Everything I touch is, it makes progress. How about that? How about that for your business? How about that for your career? How about that you say, I'm making advancement. Things are moving better for me. You know, I'm never going to see defeat. I will never be defeated and I will never quit. How about that for your life? How about that for your life? Having haven't prayed, you speak God's word. Many of us, we pray, then we start contradicting our words. You prayed that things will go better for your family. Then the next thing you say, bro, I do, all in the name of being logical. <laughs> who and who? What does logicality do? What does logicality do? Let's just be realistic. Realistic, people are dead. Realistic, people are in the hospital. What does realistic do? Oh, I just want to be realistic. Let's just face the fact. Remember, we studied last week. Don't deny the facts. But you can be positive about God's word. They didn't deny the facts in Kajisbania. Yes, they saw it that the children of Anak were great. They saw it. But what did they say? Joshua and Caleb said, we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to possess it. Those that said they are going to die, they did die. Hallelujah. They did die. So faith anticipates the goodness of God. And fear anticipates evil from the enemy. I'll say it again. Faith anticipates the goodness of God. Fear anticipates evil from the enemy. So angels are to your word. Angels are at your disposals all the time. Demons are to your fear. Yes, they do. That's why what happened to Job. He says, all I have greatly feared has come upon me. It's not God who is behind the, 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 the downfall of Job. No. Job says, all I have greatly feared has come upon me. Demons are to your fear. So you are just scared of that thing. You are just scared. Ha! Ah, what if I try this thing and I fail? That's why you failed. He says he has not given you the spirit of fear again, but a spirit of love, power and of a sound mind. So you will break fear. Hallelujah. Say fear has no hold on me. You are not sounding like you mean it. Fear has no hold on me. Negative fear has no hold on me. You know, you say that to yourself. 
Fear has no hold on me. I'm victorious. I am victorious. I triumph always. I triumph. I don't know about you, but I'm always successful. I'm always successful. I'm always successful. I'm upward bound with the world. You know, you say that all the time. You are struggling with addition. He says, I know. I know. He says, do you know why? It's okay to struggle because you are just coming. You are, you are growing in the light of the world. You are growing. But don't beat yourself as down. Tell the devil, oh, you know what? I'm finished. I'm this. No. You say, sin has no dominion over me. I'm born again. I am above this. Hallelujah. You say it over and over and over and over. You see yourself rise up higher. Why? He has given man the ability to name things. And whatsoever he call it, so it is. He says, whatsoever he call it, so it is. So if I call my business prosperous, so it is. If I call my job blessed, so it is. If I call my ministry advancing, so it is. If I call my career moving forward, so it is. Because that is what the word says. And angels respond to it. Angels do. Yeah, because when you start speaking God's word like that, and you get to that fix, there are things I get to in life. I am never stranded. Ah, never. I remember one day I was flying. I think to one country like that, they've closed the, they've closed the counter, everything. I went there and said, I've got to fly. I need to go and preach. And they said, ah, no, we can't open the door. I said, you will open it. I said, because I can't be stranded. And the woman just started typing, I've never done this before in my life. I've never. That was the first time I saw the open plane back to someone. Because I can never be stranded. Never. Because you must know how to say it. Angels will respond. Never be stranded. Hallelujah. Never be. Never be stranded. You see, don't have fear. Fear is of the enemy. Fear is of the devil. That thought of, ha, ah, it's not possible. It can't happen. It's of the enemy. It's of the enemy. It's of the enemy. Deal with that fear. I have a teaching. Dealing with anxiety. Listen to it. In nothing terrified. Listen to it. Why? Because fear must not have a hold on you. Hallelujah. Fear does not have a hold on you. So, you must be very confident of God. See, if they can hold, if angels can hold the Red Sea, and three million people pass over it, <laughs> There is nothing can, that cannot be changed for your good. He says, the, the Red Sea parted. He says, he told them, Moses told them and said, stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. And they did. And they held the waters for hours. And the Bible says, three million people passed over it. They passed over the Red Sea on a dry land. Men and brethren, what is more difficult than that? I haven't seen now, you know, in our world, there's now technology. We now have flying cars. We now have things. Who can, we, in fact, yesterday, I, I found out that there's a driving, you can drive on water now. There's a car that can drive you on water now. You see, but those people didn't have it that time. You know, now if we are saying it, you just say, mm, I can just enter a car. I'll just enter a ship. I'll just enter a boat. They did not have it then. They saw in their very eyes a, a Red Sea move and it turned into dry land for them. And they walk over it. See, that shows <laughs> God can come through every time. But you keep God's word in your lips. You keep God's word in your lips. Play for me, I close. You keep God's word in your lips. So when you are expecting something bad to happen, you are in fear. No matter how logical you are, when you are expecting something bad to happen, you are in fear. But when you are expecting the goodness of God, you are in faith. He says, he says, let not that man, he says, he that wavereth, 
is like the wind that blows him and his thoughts to and fro. He says, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. He says, because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Hallelujah. Are you in fear or are you in faith? How does faith confession work? We said number one. It's a law. Our words form the boundaries of our life. So that means if I want to get in a higher level next year, I can start speaking now. Two, it sets my answers, the answers of my prayer before me. It makes me expectant. I have a, I have a teaching, you can listen to it. The power of expectation. It makes me expectant. Number three, angels minister. We'll continue from here next week. But you see, angels respond to the world. I've seen, ah, I've been a preacher for quite some years. I can tell you, I've seen difficult situations. I've seen, I've seen terrible, different difficulties that it seems impossible. But I've also seen how God came through. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, how did this happen? One of the things I've learned to do in my Christian life is to trace events properly. Because I'm a preacher, so I'll know how to explain it later. And I figure many a times it's just by staying positive, staying filled of staying full of faith. But I figure a lot of people who don't get answers are always in fear. Fear. I'll tell you this: fear, doubt, anxiety have never worked the power of God. Never. They've never produced any tangible result before. Never. Never. God will always come true. He will. You must learn to give voice to the word of God. Remember, that same God who parted the Red Sea is now living in you. So, angels are still very much active around you. So is demons. Because you are in a supernatural world. So the very minute you you you, you that's why when you speak in anger, I don't know if you have observed that thing. When you when you talk to something in anger, you just say, see that thing happens. I don't know if you have observed that thing. You know why? Because demons are active with those words. But imagine you feel yourself with few few words. I will never be defeated and I will never quit. How about telling yourself I can't fall sick? It's not pride. How about telling yourself I can never fall? I won't backslide. Never. I will stay strong as a Christian all the rest of my life, born in fire. It's not pride. It says he that is able to keep me from falling. Hallelujah. So what do you anticipate? Goodness or evil? That's the question this morning. What do you anticipate? Do you anticipate the goodness of God? Do you anticipate evil? But we said, we said, angels respond to God's word. They do. Ah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh boy. I wish I could tell you so many stories. I've seen it. Over the years, I've seen it. I've seen it. I shared a few in New Testament Church. You should listen to it. But I've seen angels come through all the time. They are very much active. So use your words to change your life. Use your words to change things you don't like. Hallelujah. You blessed this morning. How about you be on your feet and you thank God this morning.
thank him this morning go your feet lift your hands and just thank him thank him for the word this morning how about you speak to your speak to your life this morning lift your voice and speak to situations and don't just do it just in this service do it after speak I'm upward bound in the world I am never confused I have clarity I have light direction is my all the time I am not a failure I'm not what the world says I am but I am what God says I am and what the world says I am I can do what the world says I can do speak to your life this morning sin has no dominion over you I have clarity I have light everything is working for my good everything is working for my good Everything is working for my good. Lift your voice. Faith has a voice to it. Lift your voice and speak God's word this morning. Lift your voice and speak God's word over your life, your business, your career, your ministry. There's advancement for you. Mundo safra kaskele broko sande bratisa ekrasu de brate gala prada duse kradisha. Mante sebrato sekete brakus katala eshamana manakaya erosa bratale krasuta brati mande proso prade kraskila mati letso proto sekele prakila rata harosha manakata I'm fruitful I'm multiplying I'm increasing I'm bearing much fruits I'm not barren I'm not barren. I'm increasing, I'm multiplying, I'm bearing much fruits. I'm subduing the earth much more. Pray for yourself this morning. Speak God's word over your life, over your health. My health, my body, my head, my eyes, my legs, my all my body is functioning properly. The word of God is working, the power of God is working, affecting the healing and the cure. about you hold somebody's hand beside you let's just pray a bit this morning this as we close service let's just pray a bit let's just play a bit let's pray a bit man those several color brothers stay up yourself building up yourself in your most holy faith i'm praying in the holy ghost jude 120 lift your voice says my beloved brethren building up yourself in your most holy faith i'm praying in the holy ghost Rosso pakale teka Celebra katele brosho grotos Mande saprate kalaskete brade krudosha Mante koloto pregede brakaskita Sikala prateka lesu proto Mante shakala bratuse ketela Ekrasute prataka Eshala prateka tela Rodokoto prokoto pragada pragada Pray the Holy Ghost Stay up yourself. Things are working now. Things are working. We are casting down imagination. Every idea that has subjected itself against the knowledge of Jesus. Things that have seemed stiff are working now. Things that have become difficult are working now. Man se borotokrate. 
Hallelujah. I tell you this morning. I tell you this morning. That difficulty is over. There is a way now. That thing that has seemed stiff has become loosed enough. Increase is here for you. Oh, Rasekala Manasha. Mondo Prakaskenda Manadada. Escante pronta casquina mata crashukata. Arada kaya da bagada crusucota barada. Manteco separate calisco parata. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Lift your hands and thank him this morning. Lift your hands, worship him. Oh, worship him, bless him. Thank him. Lift your hands. Thank him. Thank him this morning. 